And if you get a reply at 10%, you're doing a great job. But when you text someone, our current, and I'll get into our ratios later, but we've been able to transform our business because of this new channel. We call texting the luxurious way of communicating with business. Because it's true. Sure. And number three, you're slower than you think. There's no fast system on the market. Everything is slow from one step to another. Like you work on content, you told me, Jason. That yep. content might generate a significant uh, number of, of, of quality prospects. For freshly brewed discussion on automotive sales and marketing, this is Coffee with Jason. The Coffee with Jason podcast is sponsored by Closer's Coffee. For that full-bodied, rich, sweet flavor with a bright acidity. Drink Closer's Coffee, stay caffeinated, and keep on closing. Find out more at closerscoffee.ca. Jason, I'll get straight into it because we have maybe about 30, 40 minutes here. Um, so in sum, uh, what we've done at H. Craig was over the past couple of years, uh, we played a lot with different ad channels and acquisition channels. And we really broke it down to a science in terms of what works well for us. Uh, and we're a good case study because we run the largest, let's say, pre-owned operation in the nation. And we have a lot of successful new car brands. Um, so it was a lot of testing. It was a lot of uh, tweaking. And, and one thing we realized was missing in the market was a proper engagement platform. Uh, and that's what we, we built in-house. And ever since it has grown to something uh, quite extensive and complex. Uh, and it's it's something that we built our foundation on, the foundation of success mainly. We brought this over to the US with us. We've seen incredible incredible results. Uh, it's something quite simple, yet it works, okay. you know? Uh, and we have a very aggressive- It uses, it uses a little thing that makes a difference. Sure, and, and we, we, we typically have, we have a very aggressive uh, roadmap in terms of features that we're launching before the end of the year. Uh, and yeah. it's features that don't typically exist in the business today. Um, uh, that being said, we took the conscious decision of getting into software. So myself and the president spun up this company called it Matador. Um, for numerous reasons, we'll get into that for another another day. Yeah, I know you. You'll have to tell me the story how you came up with that. <laughs> yeah. So so we we came up with this with with, with the name Matador, and ever since we started hiring uh, devs locally in Montreal. Uh, yeah. and, and we're ready to kind of hit the market with the tool. Uh, we're no, we know we're going to get, uh, you know, we know we're going to get fast adoption because of the people that are pretty much advising the brand. Uh, everyone yeah. wants to know what's under the hood of H. Craig in the U.S. or H. Craig Bar in Canada. And, and this is a chunk of it. Although we're not giving away uh, our secret recipe, we're giving away the sure. tool that brought us here. Uh, so before I get into all the presentation, um, it's been about six years we have exclusive partnerships uh, and confidential partnerships with a lot of third parties. Uh, okay. so, so we have uh, our pixels on almost any third party that you can possibly think of. So when it okay. comes to uh, targeted marketing, uh, we know exactly who to go after. And that's what makes this tool quite special. Um, three of the initial problems that we've identified um, is that many dealers still refer leads as leads, and yeah. no one really and, and no one's really diving deeper into that. And you know, they're they're really humans that are interested in your brand or some of the products that you have available for sale. Mm -hmm. And CRMs have pretty much forced us today to 
treat them like these robots that are hyped, yep. that are hard to convert, that are hard to read. I mean, it's ridiculous for me when I hear statements such as, well, your average BDC should reach 50% of total leads and then yeah. set 50% appointments and then 50% will show. Well, like, why? You know, the customer is showing interest in your brand. As long as you have that type of mentality, are you, you know how hard it is for a marketing team to generate sufficient amount of leads to then the BDC convert at 50%. So it's 50% of wasted efforts. For yep. us, it just didn't make sense. Um, the second point here was, we heard often from our customers, mostly in the US, don't text me, uh, don't call me, don't email me, just text me. And this goes yep. more and more for today's customers. Uh, and it's, it's, we used to take this personally back in the day, but we realized that it's never the right time to call. Emails get, oftentimes sure. get spammed because of ridiculous mail servers of CRM. And if you get a reply at 10%, you're doing a great job. But when you text yep. someone, our current, and I'll get into our ratios later, but we've been able to transform our business because of this new channel. We call texting the luxurious way of communicating with businesses. Because it truly sure. is. And number three, you're slower than you think. There's no fast system on the market. Everything is slow from one step to another. Like you work on content, you told me, Jason. That yep. content might generate a significant uh, number of, of, of quality prospects. And those prospects get into CRM. By the time you click and find these new prospects, read the notes, where did they come from, engage with them, put a note in, schedule a reminder, it's slow. Right. It is. So these are these are the two three cru cru crucial issues uh, that we identified uh, before building the platform itself. Um, so basically, we want to brand ourselves as the fastest way to acquire a customer because okay. that's what typically matters to us. At each Craig, even for Matador, everything's about speed. Like the faster yep. you can interact with them, the faster you can engage with them, the higher chances you have of converting that conversation to a prospect at the store level. Uh, so there's four basic functionalities. Functionality number one, acquire new conversations, not leads. So that's what we want to focus on. We don't want to deliver you leads in a CRM. We're going to give you engaged customers directly into your inbox. That's number one. The way we're able to do this is because we have an ad operations team, number one. Um, and number two, um, we leverage a lot of data that I would say no vendor currently in Canada is able to offer, like none. Unless you deal with marketplaces directly and you leverage their own products like traffic from Trader or Audience Engine from Kijiji, you're going to pay a lot of premiums. Um, other than that, there's no other vendor in Canada or US that has the capabilities of tapping into in-market shoppers like we do. Uh, number two, we enable... Well, that's a pretty big full statement, so go back... That, if, yeah, you, sure. if you're gonna say that, dude, you're gonna have to really. I mean, that's full. <laughs> I'm sorry. So walk. That's full. Cool. Uh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Walk, walk me. Walk, walk me through how you guys were able to do that. Um, so basically, um, it's a lot of. It's we're in the data business. Right? That's what Matador. Right. Matador is in the data business. The reason why HCraig has been so successful in the way that we market to today's shoppers is because we have data that no one else has. Okay. And pretty much ends and there. Where have you guys acquired this? How did you guys acquire this thing? So, so we have um, 
five, ten-year deals with the biggest marketplaces in uh, North America. So these are seven-digit deals uh, per vendor per year. It's things that typically no other vendor can afford or can even kind of open up a conversation. Um, you know, these, 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 are, these are all things that, that we've pretty much put in place and grandfathered for quite some time now. Okay. So, you're, so is this including Canada and the U.S. or just the U.S.? Both. Both in the U.S. and in Canada. Uh, different states in the U.S. have different marketplaces that are quite dominant. Uh, so yeah. as of now, it's mostly in the southeast. Uh, you know, east coast mostly is where we have the bulk of our data, but it should be significantly easy for us to open that up to any other state. You're buying the data from the marketplace. Not what other sources of data are you buying from? Correct. So there's there's many sources. There's different. Cha there's so what we do is once we parse sources, we like to cross cross reference it with other vendors we have. Uh, we run through different algorithms to measure the likelihood of purchase. So we're able to segment it with our data scientists in house, and based on we what we see um, in terms of results, we're able to say, all right, let's strike a long term deal with this vendor, whether they're a product or marketplace. And sometimes we buy data that's absolutely shit. just doesn't convert. It's very high funnel, um, and we like to get rid of that data. So yeah. we, are, we already use this bulk of data uh, for HCRAG and Ashkegwar and our entire, let's say, thirty plus group, a uh, thirty plus store group. Uh, yeah. It's something that we can now bring to market with the consent of our various data partners. Um, yeah. And, and offer it as a product. So now on that data, how much of that data is pixel driven versus device driven? They're all pixel driven. They're all pixel driven. Are there any concerns about how laws change around pixels? No, none. We have consent. Uh, we have consent from basically every single vendor. I mean, we have we have lawyers that work around the clock to make sure that there's no uh, uh, castle related laws or anything of that kind. And remember, we're not contacting them via telephone or text message, but we're basically serving them ads. So yeah, no, Hyper-relevant, hyper-targeted, and the only way we'll engage with these customers is by asking their consent. And, and I'll get that into that a bit later. So number two, it's a, it's a text-based platform. So we want to make sure, we know all customers want to be communicated via text, with an exception of maybe 0.5%. Uh, number three, we've built uh, similar functionalities like Podium that basically allow you to create brand evangelists. So uh, yep. building up your online reviews and reputation. And number three, we like to give you a holistic view of the customer, with different touch points, sources, tags if need be, and information just in general. So uh, these are all the four current functionalities that are currently available on the platform. Uh, so getting into that initial point that we were just discussing, uh, so we basically build these dynamic and personalized creatives that engage with in-market shoppers. So we're not pretty much shooting at large there. We go, uh, it's, it's, it's all segmented and scored, just like the visual you see here on the right side. So this has enabled us to overperform most, if not all of your marketing channels and ROI. This is the bold statement, but we stand behind. Uh, number two, so brand evangelists. Uh, we've ran Podium in the past. Uh, the system is quite easy, uh, but it's expensive. <laughs> so we thought, yep. uh, we, we thought recreating it uh, and offering it for free via our platform. Uh, okay. So basically all of our stores today run Matador to generate reviews and it's where you find the HREC stores below a 4.5, 4.6.
Lastly, for us, texting is a premium customer experience. Uh, we know that you can grow 10x your business just by using the right channels of communication. Today, throughout our group, 95% of prospects prefer to be texted. 99% of our texts will be read, unlike emails, you know? You're lucky yep. if it's the 10-15% mark, and we typically get a reply back of 75%. There's no other channel that can match this type of uh, communication system. So yep. in all, this is what the platform is. Uh, now in terms of what it looks like, so this is what the platform currently looks like. Uh, driving straight into messages. Uh, very similar to a CRM, uh, where you have user profiles, you can attach your lead, assign yourself to a customer, you can add the people that want to follow the conversation itself, information about the customer, different inboxes in terms of what are my messages, my customers, and you know I want to see the overall communication happening throughout my uh, organization, I can easily see. And within this segment as well, you also have all the leads that we drive in directly through Facebook and Google, mostly Facebook right now because all the data is sent to our Facebook pixel. It's what we leverage sure. for all of our customers. And look, this is a lead that came in today actually. It comes in this format. And look, right away, I mean, you never see this in current vendors. Um, or BDC replied back, hi, I see you have interest in the Q50. Uh, my name is Kim from H. Gregoire. The guy replied back, what's the price, for what model, 50, 50, I don't have two doors in the inventory at the moment. Uh, I want, like, it's very rare you see this type of engagement right away based on the lead that we generate from social channels. Sure. Uh, are you generating that through uh, messenger ads or through uh, no, 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 uh, lead ads? Yeah, we generated through lead ads and we built our own API that connects directly to our Matador platform. So all in all, it's this. I mean, we have very ambitious uh, products that we're launching from now to the end of the year. I would like to get into it, but that's, I think, more on a phase two level once we see exactly Yeah, no, 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 this makes sense. Yeah, so, so basically our goal is to turn Matador into a customer data platform. So we want to be able to map with every single data source of yours. So your website, yep. in-store, CRM, DMS, and being able to properly map out the journey of every single customer here on the right side and segment yeah. So lead score, basically, the likelihood of purchase and intent of every single lead. The technology That's is already cool. built. Yeah, the technology is already built. All we have to do now is commercialize it and have it in the product. So, I mean, I think I've had a demo of every up-and-coming automotive platform. Many of them do a yeah, great job. Yeah, probably me and you have. <laughs> yeah. So many of them do a great job, but none of them offer a very holistic view of, of what's relevant to dealers today. Prioritizing sure. leads. Driving leads, so forget the word leads, drive conversations instead. Number three, allow a very simple and efficient way to engage and communicate with them. Uh, and number four, creating a truly omni-channel experience. Um, I mean, even a part of our Q1 of 2020, we're building these tablets where you check in at a reception. So now we have yep. PI, PII data of the user. We know when you're there at the store level. We know when they're browsing websites. We, we even know when you're browsing a third party. And imagine seeing that customer journey entirely on Matador. Uh, and yeah. imagine all the triggers you can create around it. So, um, we're, listen, we're big fans of what we built, obviously. And, um, and we're ready to go to market. And we want to do it with, listen, obviously the goal here is to, is to exit within a certain number of years. But at a very sure, considerably high MRR. There's no risks in any way. And if there is risks, it's all managed risks. What we want to do now is we want to partner with, and we want to have an advisory board that 
holds a lot of weight. Uh, we don't want to be working with anyone. We're carefully picking choosing people that we want to have on our board, people that can be evangelists to the product, people that can help us sell the product or schedule demos. And uh, to be frank with you, you're the first person that I'm currently meeting with. Uh, I know That's awesome. That's yeah, very know, cool. Yeah, I know you're influential. I know you can have a lot of uh, ideas for the product itself uh, in terms of the roadmap. Uh, and, and number three, I would love your name to be associated with not only Matador, but with our group. Uh, yeah. I think it can do, I think it can do uh, well for both of us. Um, and I also think that I think compensation wise, we can both benefit tremendously uh, after an exit of a certain number of years, but our basically president John sits on a lot of uh, uh, VC boards. Uh, yeah. So he's he's an angel 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 investment himself an investor himself, and oh he's angel not VC. Yeah, he's so, angel not not VC. Well, he he does a bit of both. So okay. uh, yeah, so he's uh, there's there's a there's a firm called Investissement Quebec, which is Ange Quebec. I'm sorry, which is all the angel VCs of Quebec. Uh, he's one of the biggest contributors there. Uh, BCF That's Ventures cool. that invent that has I think a round of a fund of 20 million per year for automotive startup. He's the president of that fund. So, you know, the goal is to reach 150, $200,000 MRR, raise our first round, uh, have, mm-hmm. a, have a value on the business itself, grow it to a million a month, and then eventually exit and let everyone profit. But we want to make sure that everyone who comes on board will have value added. You know? sure. so, so we're not going to be feeding everyone and I'm not going to be spending my time with you know talking about the platform with anyone, so yeah. What do you now, think? Uh, a couple questions for you, real quick. Sure. Um, uh, are you seeing this as a uh, to get this into market? Do you see this as a tier one, tier two, tier three entry point? Like, where do you want to? Are you trying to attack all yes. three of them simultaneously, or do you want to go OEMs and work down? Sure. Single points work up. Like, yeah. how do you see that? So, so for now, strictly tier three, I think that's the best way to maximize the value of the tool. Uh, also to charge a certain number that makes sense for everyone. Eventually the goal here is to get it co-opt uh, to many manif- uh, you know, and, and the thing is we have very close relationships with almost all OEMs, right? So yeah, I, 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 that's why that's I'm trying to, I wasn't sure if you were looking at going down the level and going down or going up. Yeah. It sounds like you could do yeah, so, so basically as of now, our entire group is using it, uh, but we want to start building a customer base of, of significant value to then go to OEMs with a case study. We know we can pull some strings as it is now, uh, but we think it's a bit too soon. Uh, even no, no, like, I agree with you. I agree with yeah, you. I, I, even, I, even, John's, yeah, even John is currently sitting on the board of the CCIQ, which is the Canadian's the committee that, that regulates all of automotive across Canada. Uh, yeah. CCAQ, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know. Something what like that. that. I don't know. Yeah, so. Know. We love our good. acronyms in our industry. Oh, tell me about it. So, yeah. So, the other thing, too, is um, do you, it's not quite a CRM system, but it's also not quite a lead management So, are you calling this a communication management system? Yeah, we call it a so customer management platform. So, okay, so you are car- you're carving out kind of a 
uh, there's a, that's a new market, and that's correct, a market that correct. currently exists in the automotive space. Yeah, so like CRMs are quite complicated with the desking side of things, legalities, contracts. I agree. The, the, issue is, the, the issue is we sh you should only use a CRM to finalize a deal. You shouldn't leverage the CRM's functionalities or capabilities to keep your customer pipeline nurtured and engaged. And there's no other yeah. tool that does this. Lead management does the same thing without uh, the, the, the CRM functionality of finalizing the deal. So we want to position ourselves right in the middle. Use our tool yeah, to engage cool. with, yeah, so use your tools to engage with the customer, drive them to the store. Once they're at the store, use your CRM. But that 80%, like what percentage of website visitors uh, end up purchasing a car uh, at any given dealership? Website visitors. Website visitors, unique yeah. website visitors. Yeah. yeah, you're around two to three percent. Yeah. So what are you doing with the rest? Honestly, like, what's what's happening with the rest of those users? Yeah. Most of them that are engaged. What percentage of leads are converting into a sale itself? Twelve percent. How about the rest? The 80, 90 percent. There's no tool that currently keeps that pipeline engaged in any way. Yeah. That's what we want to focus on. That's we we want to create our own category that. Uh, we call the customer engagement platform that also yeah. helps you build a fully omni-channel experience for your customer. So are you guys creating creative in-house? Is it all customers or is it? Yeah, so, 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 good, so good question. So once again, our strength on that, so there, I, we see it as two products. We see it as the platform. Yeah. Product. Uh, yeah, the communication like, platform. Yeah, because like basically you run Facebook lead ads, right? What, 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 why don't I tell you, hey, Jason, like sell this product, the product itself, the platform itself to your dealers. And I'll just give you API access so you can tie in all your Facebook leads back into our platform. And all of a sudden, your vendor, your customer is going to see a 4x increase on engagement, transparency. And I guarantee you, you're going to lessen your churn just by leveraging our platform for the dealers trying to engage with these customers. And I, I know we yes. will. You know? So we see it as two products. We see it as the platform and we see it as the ops Marketing tool. We don't see like the future of the I don't want to be in the ad ops business. I, I don't, you know what I mean? Okay. I, that's, that's, that's not our long-term vision, but for now, because we have data no one else has, and it's a good way to penetrate dealers in a sense where we'll yeah. help you. Because it's one thing saying, we'll help you engage your customers uh, at a higher ratio. Uh, in return, you'll be able to sell to your customers faster. And there's another proposition where you'll tell your customers, I'll help them engage at a higher percentage, and I'll help you generate incremental uh, business. And I feel like in today's market, there's more value in incremental business than efficiency in the business. You know, I 100% agree. So would you say then at, at launch, you're gonna focus on the communication portion or you're gonna try to launch both both sides of the business? Exactly? Yeah, so, so I think the ad business is what's gonna get our foot through the door and then we're gonna get them hooked okay. on the platform and the long-term vision is, listen, if you have a marketing team that wants to run these ads themselves, it's entirely up to you, you know? Uh, our focus will be the platform, will be the experience. Yeah, the communication. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Entirely that is, so when you told me that you build visuals, I'm like, huh, that's not a bad idea, building visuals. I don't know if you guys are building ads as well, but if there's a way that for all these customers that you're building ads with and running lead gen ads, like there's nothing more demotivating for a vendor that doesn't have a product to drive good quality visitors to a retailer's website and then yeah. see to convert that two, 3% because the, the website is not optimized enough 
and the, like you're basically becoming the marketing team of that dealer, and that's not scalable. Like, how? On no, no, it's you start or you start opening up more and more doors and more and more cans of worms and the whole shebang. Yeah, no, no, I can't go in there and book. I would love to just be able to go and focus on one, one thing. But you like, can't. Let's, let's just talk. Yeah, let's just talk about your communication process. You know, but I can't. I have to go in there just because there are so many other companies out there that you can choose to do marketing from. I have to go in there and show value in the fact that I'm able to do everything. You know, unfortunately, I love the fact that just focusing on just the communication portion. The other thing that was running through my head is that since you're going to go tier three, and you're not going to go tier one right out of the gate, is tier three, you're going to have to build a brand. I mean, people are going to have to know who Matador is, what Matador is. I mean, like, take a look at TMT, uh, which is now, what do they call themselves, Rapid RTC or whatever the hell company sure. out of Calgary. Okay. They went Tier 1 and then dropped into Tier 2. Sure. Okay. You look at, like, e-dealer, the website, all right, they went Tier 3 and tried to work their way up to Tier 1. Okay. Totally different strategies, totally sure. different efforts. E-dealer had to focus a lot on what the brand meant. No one gave a shit who DMT was because there was a mandate coming from the top down. So they never ever focused on creating a brand. They're just now starting to focus on creating a brand and they're 15 years into business. Sure. So, I mean, there's no wrong or right way. It's just how the hell you next. Yeah, so, so I think, I think that we can leverage a lot of these OEMs, even if they're even if we're not T1 or T2 approved, we can have a stamp of a stamp of confidence. Let's call it, where we can ask yeah. some of our regional managers of different OEMs to stamp the product as something that works for our group without it being officially, you know what I mean, and provide that kind of value. But I think the biggest because we already started selling this, so we're at four customers in the U.S. and Florida already, and I'll cool. tell you. Um, there was not even a reach out to these customers. The second they heard of it, how they heard of it, I have no effing idea. Uh, but they came yeah. back to us and they said, if this is something that HREG uses, yeah, if this is something that HREG uses, we want to park it. Uh, and we demoed them and all four of them signed up. Okay. So, so we're mainly, the fact that we're putting our brand on it and our name on it is what we're yeah. hoping that's going to add that value, uh, brand equity to it. Now, here's the next question I had, because this has always been an issue with Go Auto. Okay? Sure. Go Auto and Strathcon. Yes. Go Auto and Strathcon uh, were kind of united, and they were kind of one. They had no problem admitting that one owned the other, and that this was sure. you know, this is how it came about. Absolutely. The problem is that held Strathcon back to working with a lot of I agree. Because Go, because Go Auto was seen as a direct competitor. Absolutely. So, it's not now, but not not the case now. They learned from that and about a few years ago. They separated Stratcom now as its own entity. It has nothing to do with Go Auto. It's its own entire business. The problem is, is that from a branding perspective, everyone remembers who owns Stratcom. They, they, they struggle to get away from that. Yeah, that's something we've thought of. Um, and Stratcom's a good because that's the, that's the that's the concept. So we we don't want to associate ourselves as the shareholders of the product. Um, we're, we're currently, our current titles is advisor to the product. So myself and John were advisors to the product. We have gotcha. a CEO, we have a team, a designated team. And the way we're approaching dealers is by telling them that we're using HGREG as basically a case study. 
uh, just yeah. like any other vendor utilizes an OEM as a case study. Same thing in our case. Uh, and we're basically the testimonial itself of the product. But in okay. any way do we tell them that we are the owners of the product? We don't want to. Okay. We don't want to get into that. Uh, even, okay. even, even internally, that might create some confusion, you know, within my. Oh yeah, 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 for sure, so, for sure. But that's something we want to. Well, I mean, I, 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 uh, I like what I see. Um, I think it's kind of cool because it's. I think it's what dealers actually do need is that there's some confusion what CRMs are, there's confusion what lead management is, and and really. Even both of those terms are so very old school terms, right? I mean, even lead, the word lead management's around for 15 years, right? But really, it's a communication platform, right? To be able to share it. So I, I dig that. What are what are next steps? What's your what's the plan of attack? Well, what we want to do is we want to put together this. So first off, I want to see if there's uh, interest, for example, on your side to uh, join the organization because this is. You know, this is, we're not using you as a consultant. You're, you're going to be a part of this organization. We would like to have a face-to-face -face meeting, whether it's in Toronto or in Montreal. Yep. Um, and if everything goes well, we would want to put together uh, a, an equity package for you and, and a description, job description, and have you as an advisor of the product. Uh, sure. And, you know, like, that's what we want to do. That's where we want to go. Uh, but first, we want to see who was interested in the product, if you have the time for it, uh, if you have any other ideas for us, maybe you'll tell us, hey, Harry, you know what? I think I can sell this and I can create significant revenue from it, uh, but I don't see myself being a part of it in terms of an equity owner. That's fine sure. as well. I just wanted to see like your openness. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I do think that it is a valuable tool that I definitely see my own clients using. Um, I see uh, value actually I think all dealerships actually using it because there is no real proper communication to it out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely there's synergy for sure. So, you know, this this is a, probably a good partnership for me. So I think probably the next step is exactly what you just said, is that there's obvious synergy, it makes sense. I agree in the product, it's not like I'm going to support a product and I don't think it's worth anybody's money, right? I think if, if you're saying the next steps is like, hey, we should get together and jam out and figure out how you fit into the product, you will as a part of the advisory board, as a reseller, as um, you know, someone that's, that's it from a branding perspective, whatever whatever it is, right? I guess that you're saying that that would be the next step is to just kind of figure out how I how I fit into the cogs. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, I agree with you. I think next step is I probably come out to you guys and uh, and we jam, figure out kind of how I how I fit into this space. I will get on this right away and I'll get back to you in the next 24 hours. Beautiful, Jason. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Eric. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. We covered a bunch of great topics today. What stood out most to you? Be sure to let us know in the comments section below. And don't forget to like the post and share it to keep the conversation going. You can follow Jason on all social media platforms by following Strategy with Jason. You can find him pretty well everywhere you can share content. I hope we were able to get you thinking. And until the next time, have a great day.